Coming at you every Monday. Monday. Representing NWA Nerd with Attitude. Happy Monday, y'all. Welcome back once again to our social distancing kickback. <laughs> Man, JV, we, uh, so we took a walk today um, around the complex and then around the other complex. We, we walked JB dog, our dog, the family dog. Um, Sky, shout out to Sky. Um, it got some fresh air, it got some exercise, and we noticed there's a lot of niggas driving. Like every time he's walking, like, hey, another car coming? Damn, another car coming? Where the fuck is out? Like, like Atlanta open. Yeah, like where the fuck are these people going? But then I re I remember what happened last Sunday. I took a drive to uh, the store to pick up some shit, and I drove by the park right by our house, young. And like the park was so fucking packed. It was so many people out there that the parking lot was full. Like this shit was lined up on the road. I'm like, my God, man. And then you look in this park and there's no social distancing. People are out there with grills, walking back and forth, doing whatever. Um, you know, if not for COVID-19, it would have been a really glorious and picturesque you know, image, but I'm like, Jesus Christ, y'all. Yeah. Niggas don't give a fuck. They're just like, I'm, I'm going to do me. Gonna it's do real me. bad out there, guys. And we still social distancing. But we'll uh, we'll get back out. We, um, JB, at some point, we, we got to start doing the show regular again. I don't know what that point is. But, um... Yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll we'll give it we'll give it another little bit and, and see what's going on, and then we'll probably be. I mean, you and I have been very, 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 very quarantined. You know what I'm saying? So we just gonna have to keep an eye on shit, and then we'll see what it do. Um, you ready to get into it? You know? Yeah. Oh, what was I gonna tell you my story? Yeah, go ahead. Damn, I forgot it. That quick. What was it? What was it about? You didn't even start it, so I don't know. Damn. It'll come back to me. Um, we saw about walking around the quarantine. He's talking about, and something to do with, some, with women. Damn. Well, was it was know. it uh, was it related to the story that you told me earlier when we was walking? Yeah, but it wasn't quite that. But it was related to it. I had a funny angle, but um, I can't remember this, so fuck it. We'll come back to it. Fuck out that, John, huh? 
Yeah, hell yeah, hell yeah. All right, well, it's all good, new. Let's get into a personal high and low of the week. You want me to go first? Sure. 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 Age before beauty. Whatever, nigga. I don't. I don't know that that's true. My personal, my personal high for the week um, was for me actually um, going out and getting an uh, antibody test for COVID nineteen and seeing that there are no antibodies in my system, which means that there is a good chance that I may have never had COVID nineteen because I have I have exhibited zero symptoms for almost four weeks now. Right, so that made me feel good. Um, talking to my kid's mom, talking about you know me being able to get out and see them again because I've been symptom free and I went and got the test done. You know, I'm actually going to try and go and get this a straight up COVID test just to double check and make sure. But you know, being able to end social distancing, but the proper way having demonstrated the lack of symptoms, having taken the test, you know, proving that I'm on point, that that to me is a personal high, right? Now, uh, now a personal low for me has been this bullshit that's been going on um, in the media uh, lately with Donald Trump and his so-called Obamagate scandal that he keeps fucking talking about. So let me geek out for y'all uh, just a second. I know it's early, but real quick. So for those of you who've been living under a rock, Obama has been pushing, pushing, pushing this whole Obamacate scandal. Supposedly, Barack Obama violated um, U.S. law and overextended his executive pr uh, privilege. Now, the facts are that what he did was what every motherfucking president does during their administration and what Donald Trump himself has done several times during his administration. Because it is an executive move, they're trying to make it look like it's illegal. This is classic deflection. It's all over Fox News. I fucking hate it new. It's pissing me off. And it gives you an idea of the quality of the week I had if my low for the week is some bullshit that Donald Trump did it. Yeah, that means you had a pretty, a pretty good week, then. Pretty, pretty fucking good week. Pretty fucking good. like getting, being able to, being able, like talking to their mom about seeing the kids again. Like that's, that's a big fucking deal. Like that's, that's a big deal. Yeah. Hell yeah. I um, I Facetimed JB's kids uh early in the week. I shout out to RKL. Um. Hit them on FaceTime. They were like, Uncle No! And they had moved and showed me the house on FaceTime and just, you know, seemed to be in good spirits, you know what I'm saying? And just tell me about the different games they're playing and different stuff they're doing. And then I just, it, it warmed my heart. Those are my God kids. So they're JB's kids, but they're my God kids. And so. Goddamn right. Bless me to be their Godfather. And it just felt great to see them. All right, New, let's get so into I might change, I might change my heart a week. My high of the week. Well, since you brought that up, I I use another one, but that was probably my high of the week. Um, so I mean, what's wrong with that, nigga? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just want to have us have two different things. I'll, I'll bring up this. Um, I did a, a podcast. I did a, a live last week, showing people. Um, it was titled 
how to start a podcast, doing the thing. And I talked about, you know, you know how to start a podcast, what apps you should use, what the RSS number is, finding something you care about that you're willing to talk about weekly that you won't you know, get tired of talking about, finding somebody you won't get tired of talking to. You know what I'm saying? Uh, d- divide, you know, divvying up your roles on a podcast and making sure you know you do what your, what your job is assigned, and making sure you promote, 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 because you can have the best podcast in the world. If don't nobody know it exists, it means if a tree falls in a forest and nobody's there to hear it, do it go boom. So my how I was connecting with people. And uh, being able to express, uh, get get some game back to people for free, and have them go. They want to start a podcast. I literally just told you how, so that that made me feel good. Um, and people say they wanted that, so I felt good that they actually wanted to hear that from me. Well, people um, always come to us asking for advice about how to create a podcast, you on yeah. how to build it, me on how to run it from a technology standpoint, what equipment they need to acquire. Um, you know, and whatnot. So, you know, we, I mean, let's keep it, let's keep it a hundred. We in this podcast game to win, but we're not worried about additional competitors. You know what I'm saying? It's like, come on. Because nobody going to do what we're going to do. It's only one, one righteous ratchet. It's only one, one gangster geek. There it is. There it is. Couldn't have said it. Worry about it. We, we, we rockin' with you. We ain't haters. We give you the game. Couldn't have said it better myself, my G. Hey, uh, perfect, perfect. ready? Oh, shout out to some of our PG County brothers. Oh, <laughs> shit. Oh, oh, it's all about it. He hit a game. It's like PG County. <laughs> Man, Yo. I almost fell out my fucking chair today. I was like, yeah, tune into the podcast tonight. You're like, I only listen to PG podcasts. I'm like, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to talk about this shit. No, we're going to talk yeah. about it right now. Let's uh, do it, uh, man. Uh, let's do it. Just next went viral. Hey. Our viral story of the week is something's in the water. The PG County documentary put together by Kevin Durant showcasing the immense and vast amount of talent amongst Prince George's County basketball players. And JB, it's more than just seeing who's who's good and how they got good. It was finding out what black coach, the, I forget his name, but he studied under John Wooten and brought that back to PG County. So we had an education on basketball early, early with, with that, that John Wooten um, under Dr. Maysmith. John Wooten was, I guess, the most legendary PG County coach. But right. the, the black gentleman who studied under John, um, uh, Dr. Naismith, brought basketball back early. Like in the yes. first 10, 15 years of basketball's existence, yeah. before there was a major league, Yes, he was teaching it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that was, that was dope to see. Um, Stevie, France, Stevie Franchise, always great to see him. They talked about the Terps. You know, um, you know, we know different, you know, Terps, Contento Mobley and Steve Blake and all that shit. Juan Dixon. But yep. I talked about all the players that were actually from PG, not just Terps. So you got Quinn Cook, who now plays with LeBron. Um, Victor Oladipo, who plays for uh, Indiana Pacers. Um, Adrian Dantley. I didn't know Adrian Dantley was from PG. 
I didn't know I didn't know he was from PG, but I knew he was from the DMV. I didn't know it was PG County, but I knew he was from the DMV. And then, uh, uh, where where was Bernard? Uh, what was um um uh Lem Bias from? PG. It comes from Lem Bias. Okay. How amazing he was. I remember when Lem Bias died. Um, I, I went over um when my mother's good friend's house. And he had a Limbaugh's jersey. I'm about to hang this up now. And I was like, okay. Yeah, Limbaugh's died. And I was like, who? I'm like six, seven years old. I'm like, who died? Limbaugh's, you know, he's from, he's, from, he's from here. He played basketball at the University of Maryland. He's like the best player in the country. And I was like, what happened? It's like, you know, he had an overdose. I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. And then after that, I remember when Limbaugh's brother got killed at PG Mall. They bought him with some jewelry. So Lem Bias has been in my consciousness for um, decades. And it, I, I really would have been curious to see if he was better than Jordan. He bust Mike ass in college. They say he was a motherfucking monster. And they said that he was going to change the Celtics when they when they uh, picked him up in the draft. I remember I remember my I remember my dad like actually being like legit fucked up when Lamb Bias died. Like I remember my dad, like, you know, my dad is like Superman, but I remember him shed, shedding a, a tear or two when when Lamb when he found out about Lamb Bias. I mean you gotta look at what was going on in PG at the time too, dude. Like it wasn't just that Lamb Bias died, like early, all of us had niggas we knew who who was fucked up in that coke and that crack game back yeah, in the cocaine 80s, man. Yeah, man, it was crazy, you know. So, so it was, it was, yeah. I remember that shit. I remember that shit. I actually couldn't find the theories on Amazon Prime. You know? So, what's that? It's on Showtime. It's on Showtime, but if you have Amazon Prime, you get Showtime free. Right. So, what's the name of it? Because I think I was fucking um, up the name. Something in the water. Something. Something in. Something in the water. Hmm. Hey, 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 Caddy Mac, I know you know. I think it's called Something in the Water. Confirm that title for me, uh, Mr. PG, if, if you wouldn't mind. I believe it's called Something's in the Water. Something's in the Water. Okay, I'm I'm, uh, I'm going to check that. And that's funny as shit, though, because that's what they used to say about PG Ball back when we was coming up. They'd be like, God damn, like, <laughs> PG niggas must be something in the water, you know? Right. Quinn Cook. Um, who's playing with LeBron and the Lakers now? Said six niggas on his on his high school basketball team all made the NBA. Six niggas from one high school team. That's crazy. Made the NBA. That's crazy, yeah. And I, I think five of them are still in the NBA and one is in the G League. So that, that's that's ridiculous, dog. Yeah, that's so, that's, that's absolutely bananas. Um, New, let me tell you that for some reason I cannot uh, post the comments like I could last Sunday. So, it, um, so let me shout out. Let me shout out, uh, Don. You confirmed that um, Lombas was complete pleasant, and then he also confirmed that the title was something in the water. So appreciate those comments, man. Sorry we can't post them. Yeah, that's that's rated our ass. Don't don't give him no love. That's rated oh, our ass. Oh shit! Oh shit! I find out through his government and shit. Okay, <laughs> okay. What's up, Art? <laughs> you probably don't remember me and shit, but I remember. You remember you said you don't want to hook. 
We got a, we all got a song together. I'm, I'm pretty sure he remember you. I'm pretty sure. You know he all ride. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he remember. Um, hey. uh, Duke recorded that on at Mini East Studios. Shout out to white folks. Who else is on it? Uh, Slash Waterboy did the beat. And it was me, Rated uh white folks, you, and Sherelle Rowe. Yep, yep. Damn, yeah. nigga. How, how about that? I think you back oh. years, nigga. That's, that that's almost a decade ago. God damn. We got five. That is nine years ago. We gotta find that recording, man. We gotta, we gotta do like a like a EP or like a like a little jump, like the glory day. I'm gonna do a best of. I'm gonna do a best of call that shit the museum. Well, but you gotta my, my greatest misses. But nigga, like we made like like I want to say something like 25 songs between 2011 and 2015. Like we made a shitload of music. We made way more than that. You're probably right. You're probably right. I'm saying that a solid 25 of them could be released, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to do a best of. I'm going to call it my greatest misses. You know, niggas had the greatest hits. I ain't got no hits. I'm going to give you my greatest misses, but it's going to be good as shit, though. <laughs> I ain't mad at that. I ain't mad at that. You ready? You ready? Uh, keep it moving, yeah? Yeah. What else we got? All right, well, he said he remember you, JB. I told you that shit. Do what? He said he remember you. He remember you, nigga. Oh, oh, okay. That's what's up. That's what's up. <laughs> All right, let's get into the Bible segment, young. All right, so we did uh, the IG battles. So um, we did hours. We tried to do it on Facebook this week because Instagram kept shutting us down, and what we found was. Facebook gonna shut us down too. <laughs> right. But and I say we given that we weren't doing it no more. We did TI versus Rick Ross. Um we've done Prince versus MJ. We've done Rihanna versus Beyonce. We've done Tupac versus Biggie, and we did Jodeci versus Boys to Men. Um but somebody told me we could do it on Zoom. And we did Nas and, and Jay Z too, right? Nas yeah, and we Jay Z. Yeah, so we do the we do the best battles. Uh versus had Nelly and Luda, and L Nelly had no internet, no Wi-Fi, um, and it wasn't close because Luda just got a decade of dominance, dog. Like Luda was the biggest Southern Southern artist ever. Yeah, and yeah. he held it for ten straight years. Yeah, he was, was a monster. Nelly had big hits, but Nelly's catalog just ain't it ain't deep enough, it ain't long enough. Nelly needed to battle somebody who, who had a shorter career. Like when everybody was telling me that you know we should do fifty versus Snoop, I'm like Snoop got way too many songs. Yeah, fifty needs DMX or something. Somebody yeah. with a short career span, you know, because when that's why I was so hard to find somebody to battle Snoop. But I think um, I'm gonna make an executive decision this week, JB. I what think about, we should do. Our, what about like Snoop and somebody like LL Cool J or somebody like that? I think it would probably have to be something like that. Um, LL just announced that he wanted to battle. I think it was Snoop. It was Snoop. That's literally what it was. Snoop, and, but I thought it should be Snoop versus Lil Wayne. You know, so they don't run out of songs and shit. Like, they, it's enough songs that, you know, it could be Snoop and Lil Wayne. 
don't think um, LL is think going to run out of songs. Though. I don't think LL is going to run out of songs. Though. Right, right, right. So that, that's not that's not bad. We'll figure out. So I think I want to do something to, to, to commemorate Native Tongue. Mm. I'm looking at, uh, you know, maybe Child Call Plus and De La Soul. We do that shit this week. No, nah, we'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. But I'm thinking that's something like that. That's, that's something to look forward to. You know oh, what I'm saying? You could do uh Tribe Call Quest. Oh no, nah, LONS doesn't have enough hits to stand up to Tribe Call Quest. But I was thinking it had to be De La Soul. I think De La Soul and Tribe. Rock him, Big Daddy Kane. I think I want to do a throwback, man. So we'll see. On our Zoom, we'll see. We'll figure it out over the week. Y'all can always vote in our Facebook group. We'll figure it out. Yeah, that should um, that'll be fun. That'll be fun. Speaking of but, um, the, the Nelly Luda battle, um, it was good. They were showing love. They was bigging each other up. So that's always cool, you know what I'm saying? But it just wasn't really... I don't really fuck with Nelly or Luda like that. So I was like, mm -hmm. this is nice. You know, I love to see Black Kings showing love. Like, nigga, you're amazing. And what you did was great. I, I like that shit. And I'm all for that. Because it's too much division. You know what I'm saying? Right. But, uh, what I listen to, I, I, I don't, you know... It ain't, it ain't, it ain't getting me going. You know what I'm saying? That's real. That's real. But I respect it, though. I respect it. Um, and just in looking, so we got the battles. We'll, we'll do our next battle on Zoom. So the kickback battles have not ended. We're actually going to do another one this this Friday at 9 p.m. Yeah. Um, that'd be our club time, JB. I know. We can turn it up like a motherfucker. End of battles. Oh my God, man! That nigga new speech be slurring and shit. And, and, and I'm and I and I'm I'm all like on the corner of the camera and shit, like over here. <laughs> It'd be great though, yeah. It'd be a lot of fun. That's my version of the club now. Like, yeah, that's my version of the club. I, I battles on kickback battles on Fridays. That's real. We'll be doing it on Zoom. So what we'll do. We'll just post the link on Facebook and everywhere else, and you'll just click it, and no mm. more copyright. There it is. Boom. Boom. Um, so JB, the uh, ESPN put out it's the 74th year of the NBA. I think they were going to wait for 75 to do the top 75, like they did the top 50. But since we're starring for news and sports, they did it this year. So the NBA put out their top uh, 74 players uh, in NBA history. And the, le the, the list was interesting. I had issues with the list, but I also thought they got certain things right that I just knew they wouldn't. Mm. I'll, give you their, I'll give you their top 10. Um, they had Shaq at 10, Kobe at 9, Tim Duncan at seven, Bird at six. Yeah, I'm about to pull it up right now. We'll take the seven. I got it right here. Oh, good job. Okay. <laughs> I got it right here. Hold up. So Jack is at nine. Hold up. Hold up. Let me uh let me fix it real quick. So everybody can see it. Okay, boom. So Shaq at 10, like you said, Kobe at 9. Eight was Tim Duncan, 
So yeah. seven is I'm seven is will. Seven is Larry. So seven is Larry Bird. So six is Will. Yep. Yep. Five is Magic. Four is Bill Russell. Three is Kareem. Two is LeBron. And one is Michael Jordan. Um, I like that top ten list, JB. It's just not totally correct. Yeah, I, I actually like it too. I actually like it too. I think I think for the first time they actually got close to being fair. I think they weren't um, as anachronistic as they sometimes are. You know, like oh, they wasn't what. As anachronistic, and I'm I'm using the word a little That's bit. Out of the to get words of the week. That's a thanks to get words of the week. <laughs> this guy, yeah, I'm using it a little bit incorrectly, but I think it's apropos here because um, um, when you when you do things anachronistically, basically you take things out of time, out of context for their full scope of time. Right. So a lot of times on these lists, they'll pop up like the greatest players of the last 10 or 15 years rather than the greatest players of all time, you know, which gets a little frustrating for me. This time they did some of the old school heads justice. In my opinion, they actually kind of picked the wrong old school heads, though. But we'll get into that in a second. Okay. And, and JB, you know, I'm going to debate you on this list. You, you know, you know, you know how I studied in the NBA, and and you, you know where my mind is at. I'm, ah. but I tell you this, they they got some things close to right. They made Akeem Olajuwon twelve. They made Steph Curry thirteen. Right. They made Kevin Durant fourteen. They made Scottie Pippen twenty one. What the fuck is that? They made Isaiah Thomas, my favorite player of all time, thirty one. Behind Steve Nash, AI, and Stockton. Total bullshit. Isaiah Thomas beat the Bird Celtics, beat the Magic Lakers, and beat the Jordan Bulls all in their prime. Who He's else can bad motherfucking. Bad motherfucking. No question. And when he retired after only 11 and a half seasons, he was like the second leading assist guy, and he averaged over 20 points as a point guard. And he, and he, like, yeah, fuck out of here. So my issue is I wouldn't have Shaq in my top 10. I, I agree with um, you on that, though, New. I agree with you on that. No question. I think uh, that spot, I, I don't, I think Bill Russell is too high because I know what he accomplished, but it was only eight teams in the NBA when he did it. So it wasn't like the NBA now with 30 teams. It was eight they were the best team. They beat. They won every year. You get credit for that, but I don't know if you get top five credit for that. Yeah, that's real. Will Wilt being bigger than everybody else is like Shaq to me. Of course, your numbers are inflated. You're, you're, you're going against Bamas. You're seven foot. You're going against Bamas at six one. It's like Will and JB playing JB playing center. 
Yeah. What y'all think Hook gonna do? He gonna right. put his nuts on JB glasses. <laughs> no, he's not. I'm gonna punch that nigga in the kneecap. Fuck that shit. No, he's not. No, he's not. So, so, right, he so, so I struggle with that. Shaq but I'll let them stay on the Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll let them stay on, but I will remove Shaq from top 10. And I struggle with who should go there. They have Kareem, they have Hakeem Olajuwon at 12. I kind of think that spot belongs to him over Shaq because I saw Hakeem Olajuwon destroy Shaq repeatedly. Like when the king was playing, the center was a dominant position. Yes. He bested Patrick Ewing. He bested David Robinson. He bested Shaquille O'Neal. Yes. Those were his contemporaries. And he shitted on them all. Yes, he did. He can't be Like, that was a center-driven decade. And Hakeem won two titles. The only, no other dominant center won a title. They couldn't beat Jordan. Right. Now, King didn't have to play Jordan in the finals. No, he did so not. Somewhat of an unfair advantage. But when Patrick got away from Jordan, he lost to a King. When Shaq got away from Jordan, he lost to a King. And then everybody in the West lost to a King just in general. That's just yeah. what happened. Yeah, there it is. I want to put. Well, go, go ahead, Sebi. Oh no no no! I was agreeing with you. You're 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 absolutely right about those points. Um, Hakeem to me is the greatest center in basketball history in terms of pure skill, pure talent. Now he didn't have the length of career that Kareem Abdul-Jabbar did. So you gotta you gotta look at a fucking 21 year career. And, and, you know, arguably the greatest fucking score of all time and be like, you know, God damn, you know, that that's that's a lot. Um, you know, and so for that reason, Kareem and not Hakeem Olajuwon made his way into my top 10. However, in terms of- Wait, hold on, let me stop you there. You're right, 21 year career and Kareem has a claim to best player ever. Because of his high school career, college career, and NBA career. But I'll remind you, Kareem was there with the Lakers, and they had the worst record in the league, and they wanted drafting Magic the next year. And then they drafted Magic, and in Magic rookie season, they won a title. So if your team is the worst team, and you're there, and then you draft one player, and you become the greatest team arguably ever, your impact ain't that high. Well, and so, and so magic, and so I also magic. Wanna, I'm, I'm going to stick up for my guy. Give me one second, JB. Give me one, one second. I'm going to stick up for my guy. Um, Akeem Olajuwon is the only player to win MVP, Defensive Player of the Year, and Finals MVP in the same season. Akeem was the best player, you know, on both ends of the, of the floor. And he got a couple rings. Um, he was two and three in the finals. That's not the most impressive stat. Um, and it's hard to argue against somebody who has such a great college, high school, and NBA career. So my new rule is, like you say, uh, Peyton Manning is the greatest regular season quarterback ever. 
Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is the greatest basketball player from birth to death, from birth to retirement. I think that's Doing his high school, better than everybody. Doing his college, better than everybody. And then if you mix his NBA with that, it's going to boost him up. So he's the greatest basketball player for totality. But NBA career, I, you, know, he, you know, I wouldn't put him there. What, what do you think about that? Um, yeah, I... I would I would argue that you're discounting some of his NBA achievements a little bit. Um, you know, they the Lakers were just a ridiculous team back then. It kind of is what it is. Um, but with that, you know, you can't you can't really sleep on him him holding that points record for a long fucking time. Um, I forgot who it was who actually broke it. When they did broke nobody it. broke it. It has not been broken. Oh, no, it hasn't been broken yet. Okay, so you know, I mean, that's that's yeah, that's that's a lot. That is also a longevity thing, and 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 I don't give a lot of credence to that. Like I take it into consideration, and I don't penalize you for it, but you got to keep it in perspective. I respect the scoring uh, streak if we went by total points, uh, total points scored on average. If your average points per game was 20, but you played 21 years, and my average points per game is 35, but I only played 12 years, I'm going – the better scorer is a nigga that averaged 35 over 12 years. It ain't close. But if you play 80 years, then you're going to have more points. Now, yeah. I'm not taking away from Kareem because he – the sky hook, I'm not – uh, diminishing him as it may sound, but I'm not giving him extra points because he was able to stay healthy or had the desire to play longer, so he accumulated more. I'm it's not a knock against him, but it isn't the ultimate validation. It's like with our podcast, JB. We, we, um, our the totality of our numbers are as competitive with any podcast in the United States. Um, in our category, that and that's a fact; it can't be disputed. But I also know we we put on more content than a lot of podcasts. So if we might do 49, 50 shows a year, they may do forty shows a year. Now it is, the numbers are what they are; you can't debate them. But I, but if they're killing us every week, but we just got more episodes, then it becomes more balanced. It isn't like we're sitting on them because we got way more. Like, no, they do way less. So now it's a uh, uh, more equal playing field. Yeah. So instead of saying we're number one, that makes sense. Well, <clears throat> well, it does. And I was just glancing at um, Kareem's stats. You know, across the 19-year career, I mean, he still he picked up 24, 24.7 points a game on average. Like, that's pretty – that's, that's, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, what's, what's, his, what's his top average? Uh, so he led the league in scoring in 1972, 71 72, with 34 point, points a game. That's the only year he led the league in scoring? No, he led the league in scoring for two years. He got the scoring title in 70 and 71, too, with 31.7 points a game. But see, George led the league in scoring like 
12 years. You know what I'm saying? So that's that's more of a remarkable defeat. Yeah, there's no, there's no, huh? Go ahead. I, I said, I said, I said, I'll go, I'll go, I'll go. Nope. Now I got the hiccups. No matter how, um, Jordan let the league is going way more years. So it doesn't, it, it doesn't really equate. Because if, no matter how great a score you're supposed to be, if you only let the league score you twice, yeah. Um, number one, I, I'm not. I'm not saying that Kareem was better than Jordan. I will never, ever, 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 ever say that. You know, because I don't believe that he Kareem um, Kareem snuck into my top five because of his his scoring and the consistency of his scoring. He averaged 24.6 points a game across a 19-year career. He won, he won rings. He did amazing things. Um, and that's why he made it into my top five. Also, also I don't think he's stuck into it, JB. He earned it. He should be in the top five. Yeah, he's, a, he's, yeah he's number five that's for me. Okay, then we're not debating then at all because that's yeah, 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 yeah. I think we're I think we're on the same page there. And the page is that Kareem is definitively not the greatest, but he is one of the greatest, right? There it is. Boom, boom. So why don't you give us your top ten, man? And then I'll give him my top ten, or you know how you want to do it. Okay, I gotta do this because. I had a hard time reconciling this. So I have Isaiah and Akeem Olajuwon tied for 10. Um, I would have Bill Russell at nine. I would have Larry Bird at eight. I would have Wilt Chamberlain at seven. I would have Tim Duncan at six. I would have Akeem Olajuwon at five. I would have uh, Kareem. No, 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 not, not Akeem Olajuwon at five. I would have Magic. At, no, yeah, Magic. No, I have yeah, Magic. And then it goes to Kareem, Kobe. Kareem, LeBron, Kobe, Jordan. Kareem, LeBron, Kobe, Jordan. Excuse me, my top four. And I got the fucking hiccups in the middle of a podcast. That is some bullshit. <laughs> That's happening to me, I'm, I'm, I'm going to try to hold my breath while you give me your comments and see if I can make it go away. All right. That's what's up. So, Jeremy, I appreciate you watching with us, my brother. Thanks for tuning in. Um, you know, uh, that's pretty much it as far as uh, what we got for comments right now. Um, you know, Jeremy checked in and said, what's up? Um, now, new in terms of my top 10, I've got, um, I've got Charles Barkley at number 10. I've got Oscar Robinson at number nine. I've got Bill Russell at number eight. I've got Tim Duncan at number seven. I've got Larry Bird at number six. 
I've got Kareem Abdul-Jabbar at number five. I've got LeBron James at number four. I've got Magic Johnson at number three. I've got Kobe Bryant at number two. And I have Michael Jordan at number one. I ain't mad. I ain't mad. I ain't mad. <laughs> and honorable mention. I like I like it. Honorable mention for me, number 11. I had him at number 10, but I decided to switch him and uh, and Sir Charles. But number 11, almost number 10 for me, was Pistol Pete Maravich. You know, um, so new, I, I took a quick second and looked up some of Pistol Pete's stats. Um, he had a very, 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 very short career. Um, he, played, he played during the time, hold up, I'm looking at it now. <clears throat> he played during the time where there were far fewer NBA games, um, which kind of makes his stats a little more exciting to me because there just wasn't as much scoring during the, in the league during that time, especially with guards. So he changed the game. 1971 to 1980, this man averaged 24 points a game. He averaged... Um, five assists a game, which isn't amazing, but what made him so amazing is the time at which he played and the way that he played. Like, cause Pistol Pete- He did the no-look passes. Yeah, yeah. He was the first nigga doing like the two-step crossovers and the no-look passes and that kind of shit, you know? Um, and I think it's a little different with him because he had a relatively short, career in the NBA. Like I say, he fit in that wedge between, um, you know, um, the the Wilt Chamberlain's of this world and the, I'm sorry, the uh, Julius Irvings of the NBA. You know what I'm saying? He was a superstar in that gap. But he created this transition because he was a white guy who could do all of this crazy shit with the ball. You know what I'm saying? He was like White Sox and Jason Williams. Exactly. Exactly. A globe New lost his connection for a second. You lost your connection for a second. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm back. Uh, that was me? Yeah. Oh, uh, I thought it was you. I, I wanted to blame it on you. <laughs> no, I'm still I'm still here, my G. I ain't going nowhere. <laughs> anyway, so that's my top 10, dude. Um, I don't know, man. Right, um, I will say this. Um, Go ahead. There were a few things that I disagreed with. They had my man Isaiah Thomas at 31. They had him behind Steve Nash, Allen Allison, and John Stockton. Total fuck shit. I got Isaiah Thomas. Like, he beat Bird. He beat Magic. He beat Jordan. Fuck you talking about. I mean, you got Jordan, Bird, and Magic in the top 10, but the nigga that beat all of them, the only nigga that beat all of them ain't, ain't on the list. When they did the top 50 players of all time, Isaiah Thomas was by himself. It was another pissing in sight. There were like three, four Bulls, seven, eight Lakers, 10, 12 Celtics, but Isaiah's on there by himself. Four, five, 76 76ers. Two, three Wizards even. Where would you put him? Where would you put him? Where would you place him? 
my heart says 10, my mind says 12 or 13. Yeah, I was going I was going somewhere around the neighborhood of like 12 myself, honestly. Another honor. Really, I appreciate that. I thank you. I appreciate that. Because he was shit my man. I remember that one game where he scored like like a like it was something like 12 points in like 10 seconds was some shit. Like he was like, we need a boost, we losing. So it was in the NBA finals against the Lakers. Yeah. Just like made up, made up the lead that the Lakers had by himself. <laughs> like I was like, what? For the record, it was it was like twenty four points in nine minutes or something. It, it, it was it was. I'll look it up, but it was it was ridiculous. Yeah, and on one ankle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was. He didn't yeah. even play the next game. That's why I think they lost the finals. He didn't play. I agree. He play. I agree. So up. That was it. I agree with that. I agree and with that's that. That's the game they cheated. But it gave um, Kareem the, the phantom foul. But we, you know, whatever. They should have three beat it. They should have been one of the only uh, Lakers, Celtics, Bulls. Uh, they should have been one of the only four teams to have three beat it. But um, they, they robbed us. They robbed us. And that's a fact. Y'all can handle Zeke all y'all want. JB, let's let's switch some sports before everybody get mad at us. Cause they're like, I didn't tune in to hear y'all talk about sports. Yeah, that, yeah, that was, that was minutes. Yeah, well, it was fun as fuck for me, but yeah, you're right. Me, me too, me too. All right, let's move on to WTF, my G, and this is truly a what the fuck story of the week. Like this motherfucker is crazy. So we got a couple what the fuck stories of the week. Yeah, yeah. This a couple of them. This first one is batshit though, Lou. Um, the first one, uh so a man was arrested in Bibb County, Georgia. Um, why you gotta be in Georgia? Yeah, um, this man was arrested when Someone outside, someone inside of the homeless shelter called the police on him because he was apparently having intercourse right outside of the homeless shelter. Um, the police came by and found that the man was having sex with a dead body, a body that had been dead for, as the police said, quote, for a while. I um I understand the term necrophilia, so there's a word for it, and I'm not a kink shamer. I'm like, do what you like, but this one, I'm gonna shame you. I'm gonna shame you. Why are you fucking dead bodies? Why are you that dead? Clearly dead. Like she didn't die while they were fucking. Like. Ew, man. This shit turns my motherfucking... My mind, my mind is telling me no. <laughs> like, I could not do that. I, I get freaked out by dead bodies. Like, like I don't even want to touch a dead body. Let alone fuck it. Like, my nigga. She must have been, like, the baddest bitch in the homeless shelter. He even trying to get her. Or maybe he was, they were in love. And I was just, I don't know. 
I'm not yeah. doing Jeremy said, Jeremy said, gas face, thumbs down, what the fuck? Because <laughs> what the, like, this shit, and, and you know what was fucked up, dude? You know what was fucked up? It was a black dude who did this shit. They got a picture of him on the article, and sure enough, it's- Look at it crazy. He oh, looked crazy. God. The guy looking at us. He, he looked <laughs> I'm not gonna show the picture because we don't shame black men on this show. But at the same time, that shit was fucked up. Like it was just all the way fucked up, and there ain't nowhere around it. Yeah, you tripping, homie? You yeah, tripping, homie. Like, like yeah, like for real, like new professional help, kind of tripping. Anyway, yeah, let's move on because this thing's kind of grossing me out for real. Because <laughs> the only person that's interested in that shit is rated R. That's that's his type of thing. But moving on, this guy. Uh, anyway, so, so our next what the fuck story of the day, and this one is kind of exciting, y'all. We got we got some real proof out there for you, alien conspiracy theorists. Uh, apparently, you know this shit is real. This shit actually happened. Um, so here we go, right? Um, you know, there is newly released footage by our military, the U.S. Navy declassified footage that shows incidents of people, um, you know, pilots chasing unidentified flying objects, these UFOs. Yeah. They, Isn't they that crazy? Yeah, like... They're saying that they're about the sizes of drones, but they possess sophistication and technology that uh, the Earth has not seen. Not you know, not right. just the United States, but the Earth. So this is what I would call clear evidence of alien life. I've always believed there's alien life. I have been a little reluctant, JB, that they got to be smarter than us, or they got to be better than us. Well, that to be more technologically savvy than us. I've held out like, why are they smarter than us? Well, I mean, the basic answer to why they're smarter than us is because they can they can travel outside of their own solar system and come to our planet. Um, that's pretty much that's pretty much it. You know, like a motherfucker. Motherfuck if we believe that we haven't been to other planets, if we believe that. Well, I I don't know. I mean, maybe we have, but I don't know that we I don't know that we have or haven't. <laughs> but but, that, but that, that's that's exactly my point. We don't know that they've been here or not. We just that's know real. that they're somewhere. They could be aliens somewhere, and we know we are here. That's all we know for a fact. But the assumption is always they came here. They saw us. They did this. The assumption is never. Maybe we went somewhere and saw some shit. You know what I'm saying? Think about alien movies. They're, they're in the minority, the ones that we went somewhere and saw something. Most of the movies is like, they came here. Or we were about to go somewhere, and then we found them on our way. You know, they were in our spaceship some kind of way. It's, it's very rare that you go, like, we went to this other planet, and, and we saw some shit. You know what I'm saying? Well, I mean, those type of plots tend to be on like some Star Trek science fiction future type of shit 
because um, you know a lot of people kind of deal with the technological hurdle associated with breaking the force of gravity and literally how much energy it takes to go to space. Like it takes an enormous amount of energy to break our atmospheric barrier, um, which is why those beliefs exist. I don't, I'm, you know, I'm not really convinced one way or another. Um, I will say this, the photos are very, very intriguing, you know, because this shit that, that like the, the shit in the video is clearly not doing something that an aircraft would do. You know, even a drone based on what drone technology is today. So it is like, yo, like what the fuck is that? But at the same time, who the fuck knows? Maybe, maybe, I don't know, maybe the army is working on some military drone technology we don't know about yet. You know what I'm saying? Who the fuck knows? Quite possible. They wouldn't communicate with the Navy? Um, and they released it. This is this is my real question, JB. Why did they let us know? Mm. Why are they letting us know? It was no reason to declassify that information. Well, that that that, that makes me think something going on. They're willing to tell us shit. Think about it. I believe there's there's aliens. I believe we know about it. I believe the government knows. I mean. But they ain't telling us shit. Now, all of a sudden, in 2020, they telling us? Well, um, there's an obvious answer to that question is, and uh, and the answer is, again, misdirection. The same, the same reason for the existence of this Obamagate bullshit. All of this detracts our attention from the fucking horrible job that our president has done with handling this epidemic. Like in in most other countries, you can fire the leader of the country. For example, you can fire the prime minister of Canada or um, uh, Great Britain or France for being incompetent, for fucking up so bad that you like parliament can just fire that motherfucker. The United States is the only country where we have to go through a trial to remove our uh, our ruler, our prime minister, our leader from government. And that's very, very real because it's, I think all of this is misdirection. I really, really do. Folk um, are kind of chuckling online. Lamar talking about ancient aliens and Jeremy talking, Jeremy says X-Files, so they, they get them. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've always believed that, you know, I, to me, and this is how I equate it, and, and I, I, I don't mean to be like super offensive, but this is how I equate it. For humans to be like, we're the only people in the universe, it, it's a level of arrogance. I look at it like we're, like we're religion where they go, you can only get to heaven through my particular belief system. That's pretty arrogant of you. To think Absolutely. that only yours works? To think that only we're the only planet that got life? Like yeah. we're so amazing that there, there can't be a lesser life or a greater life somewhere else? It's pretty Yeah, that's no question. Yeah. I mean, even if you look at the like just the statistics, 
how many solar systems are out there in the universe, how many planets are out there in the universe, there have to be, like, life has to have existed somewhere else um, or have to exist somewhere else. Just looking at the numbers, you know what I'm saying? Um, it's it's just as simple as that, new. Um, last uh, last what the fuck story. Speaking of space, new, and I'm glad you put this on because this is something I can. I did it for you. <laughs> um, apparently, uh, scientists are discovering now that the sun is going through what's called a lulling period or a low radiation period, um, meaning that. <laughs> Lil Rod said we, we really should watch Ancient Aliens. I have watched Ancient Aliens. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm reading this. I'm, I'm literally reading this comment now. Like, literally yeah. Reading. I was <laughs> yeah. like, oh. But I, I've, I've watched the show, dude. I'll provide commentary during uh, Netflix and chill. But at any rate. Um, hey, hold up. Hold up. Jeremy said, because the earth is flat. That's something you wanted to, to talk about. <laughs> yeah, he's joking though. He's kidding. I know, I know, I know, but he's still watered up. That's why it's funny. Young, I called this this Bamanua on Saturday and basically cussed all the flat earthers out, <laughs> talking to him like, "What the fuck is this shit? Like, why are these niggas so stupid?" I have literally gone to the top of the World Trade Center and seen the curvature of the Earth. Like, it's real. I've written. Millions of miles in planes. Every fucking time I look out of the window and there's no cloud cover, the earth looks like that. Like it's a curve, nigga. A pronounced curve. You can see it. So yeah, anyway, I'm I'm not going I'm not gonna get into that. But um you know, the sun is the sun is flaring a lot less than it has and statistically according to patterns a lot less than it has in hundreds of years. The last time that this happened was during the so-called mini ice age between 1625 and 1850. This was the ice age during which the uh, American Revolution happened. Um, the, uh, the the revolution in France happened, the French Revolution happened, as well as the Irish potato famine happened. And all of those moments in history can be attributed to this ice age moon, which is why they are looking at this so crazily right now, because it literally destabilized society the last time that it happened. You gotta think that the mini ice age was a big part of why the Americans won the American Revolution, because the freezing of the river and the fog that that freezing created allowed Washington to escape Valley, Valley Forge across the Delaware River into Trenton, New Jersey back in the winter of 1776. Moreover, in during that winter of 1776, roughly 10% of Britain's military population was killed due to smallpox and other diseases, whereas George Washington had the foresight of inoculating his troops, thereby saving them from smallpox during that winter. Um, big fucking deal. Big fucking deal. Number one. Number two, the famines in France and the uh, Parisian bread riots during the French Revolution was because farming was in great 
decline due to the coldness of the springtime, the planting season and the sprouting season for food. So in 1789, which is when the French Revolution started, that is one of the coldest winters in Paris, right? Then there was the bread famine and then the bread riot in Paris when um, the Queen of France famously said, well, let them all eat cake. Of course, she didn't know what the fuck was going on. She and Charles the, I believe it was second, were uh, executed. Um, and then, you know, the French, uh, the French people took over. That also happened during this ice age. Moreover, the Irish potato famine of the early, 1800s that killed over 2 million Irish people and caused the major migration to the United States during the early 1800s was also attributed to this mini ice age. Damn. It, it lasted for over 200 years. It was, it was a bad time to be alive. Damn. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, so so that's why this is a big fucking deal. Yeah, this solar sun lockdown where the, the surface of the sun isn't performing the same. That's like the sun ain't working. Aliens is here. People fucking dead bodies. We got a fucking disease where we got to wear a mask everywhere we go. Nigga, this shit seems like the end of the world. Of the world as we know it. That's why I get and I set that song to the five chat. That REM song. It's the end of the world as we know it. <laughs> this shit is crazy. Um, yeah. I, okay. Well, let's let's uh, do something to boost everybody's spirits. Do we have well, a funny story next? Yeah. What what always <laughs> what always boosts my spirits is a Donald Trump. Pussy. Huh? Pussy. <laughs> that was my guess. That's what boosts my spirits. I'm actually, I'm looking at like, I'm going to get some pussy this week. I'm tired of playing. I'm going to get some pussy this week. Um, 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 I'm going to fuck me a forgot. So uh, what you call thermometers and shit? I'm, I'm about to put me some uh some, yeah, some, some a, a is not somebody who's got the thermometers and shit. Phlebotomist is no 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 no, 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 they do. A phlebotomist? I know for a fact they do. Did you say phlebotomist or phlebotomist? I didn't hear what you said. Oh no, I said whichever one has that shit. Well, those are two different things. That's all I was asking. Well, what did I say? You said, I think you said a plubotomist, but then the second time you said plubotomist. The one that deal with blood. That is a plubotomist. That is perfect. What, what's the other one? The plubotomist. Plubotomist actually. What is that? They try, they try and determine. Um, Psychological behaviors and personalities based on bumps on your skull. Yeah, it's a pseudoscience from the 1800s. Not that one. Ladies, if you want to date me, you're going to have a thermometer. Yeah, that Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Or a big butt. Or a big butt. 
either gonna have a big butt or a thermometer. <laughs> if I'm gonna risk it, if I'm gonna risk it, you gotta have a thermometer or one of them Miss Parker. Yeah, I'm not gonna do that. I'm not gonna do that. You do it right now. She knows who I'm talking about. Well, uh, they both do. So <laughs> let's move on to the Donald Dumpy Dumb Award, young. <laughs> I'm not even going to comment on that shit. <laughs> I got nothing. Nothing. That's shit with the wrong. I'm laughing and drinking. That shit with the wrong, too. <laughs> All right, go ahead, Tippy. All right. I'm trying to recover. <laughs> yeah, I hear you, nigga. I hear you. Um, so, today. Our first Donald Don't Be Dumb Award, actually our only Donald Don't Be Dumb Award, goes to, uh, and I have to pull up this asshole, Maurice Fain from Love Hip Hop Atlanta, who was arrested Wednesday night and charged with bank fraud. Now, why was he charged with bank fraud? He was charged with bank fraud because he took one of the small business loans from the federal government um, and basically balled out with it. Leased a Rolls Royce, bought a bunch of jewelry and shit. Um, now he did pay child support. Now he did pay his child support, but yeah, so the feds got his ass because really nigga, you apply for a loan and say that you need to help pay for 50 or so employees that you need to keep working for the remainder of the year, and then you do this type of bullshit. Number one, his dumbass didn't think he was gonna get caught. And I'm like, really, nigga? Like, you leasing a rolls during COVID? Like, what? <laughs> like, nigga, why? What, what, what are your responsibilities? Who's gonna see it? Yeah. I, yeah. But then again, he, he in the A, so damn near everybody is seeing an A nowadays because motherfuckers driving up. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. They should get our second Donald Dumpy Dumb Award, young. All these motherfuckers out here acting like there isn't a pandemic going on right now. Like, that's. You big dummy. We might have to say Donald Dumb Be Dumb Award to the to the Lamont Award, the Fred G. Sanford, you big dummy award. This old Lamont said. <laughs> you big dummy. I like you big dummy, Tammy. I like that. I like that. <laughs> I'm good with that. I'm okay with that. You that. Me, Jamie. You like that? Yeah, I heard you. <laughs> I said, do, do you like it? I do. I do. I oh, do. No, no, no. Let's do it. The you big dummy award. So yeah. he gets I'm a you big dummy award. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. So, so Maurice Payne, you get the you big you dummy big dummy <laughs> award for being such a big and spending. And spending your bailout money on a Rolls Royce and other stupid ass shit. He got two point two million dollars and spent over a million and a half of it. 
You big dummy. Anyway, let, let's get off of this idiot. What else we got, JB? Let's move. Let's move on to our Nipsey Hustle Award. <laughs> we got some good ones with you. Nip, neighborhood nip. Yeah, we got yeah, some real we good ones. Do awards and we name them after people. Um, but like, shout out to those people. Like, real shout talk. Out neighborhood nip. I don't real know what talk. his message would be right now, going through all of this. What he would be telling us, but he will. He will probably tell us to take vitamin D three. Take a thousand milligrams of vitamin C. Get your sea moss and your black seed oil. Uh, take a multivitamin. Take your medication for any other pre-existing condition. Socially distance. And um, encourage everybody and show love. I think that's what Nip would say. I, I think Nip would say that. So I, I wanted to say that. So back to our Nipsey Hustle Awards, JB. I think I think one of the other things that Nick would be saying right now is what uh, Charlemagne the God said on his show, The Breakfast Club, and spoke out about a hey, um, you know after after the, after this recent murder um, was released on the media, um, Charlemagne, you know, and I'm I'm going to say thank you for waking up, welcome to the party because we've been saying this for years now, but he. He stressed the importance of black people going out and getting legal firearms so that they could protect themselves yeah. from those who, frankly, are enacting genocide right now. Because, like, it's not just the police who are targeting black people. This murder that recently happened wasn't from the cops. Yeah, thank you for the name. Yes. Um, it wasn't from the cops, new. It was from some random asshole motherfuckers. You know what? It's time for us to be able to defend ourselves when motherfuckers enter our houses, shoot us, and then get off on some bullshit because they were too fucking high or whatever to recognize that they walked in the wrong motherfucking house. You know what I'm saying? Like, we need to be defending ourselves. And see, the guy said that straight up. That's that bitch, Amber Geiger. Right, right. Right, right. You know, so see, the guy stepped up and said, we need to be doing that shit and protecting ourselves. And I'm with him on that. I agree with him on that. And that's why he gets yeah. support. And um, the homie, um, see, um, gave posted a video and it shows you what kind of uh, gun you should have as a homeowner in 2020. You know, and, and it goes into detail about you know if this kind of person breaks in or that breaks in, and what you should have, what you shouldn't have, what does work, what doesn't work. I post it in the comments and I post it in the Facebook group. We should all watch that so we can see what kind of weaponry we need. Um, and I don't think I should have to say this, but I'm going to say it. We all need weaponry. Like our people, us, we should all be strapped. When we go jogging, because niggas getting killed when they jog. Like, that's well, real. Well, and, and, and you know, the simple fact is, like, why do you, why did people carry a gun in the wild, wild west? Like, very, like, 
far fewer gunfights happen in the Wild Wild West than is portrayed in the movies. But that doesn't change the fact that everybody carried a motherfucking gun. Why did you carry a gun? Because motherfuckers might try and kill you. Motherfuckers might try and take your shit. And believe it or not, most of them bitches are cowards. Now, whenever you raise a gun and point it, you need to be ready to kill. Point, period, point blank. That's just fucking Thanks. it. Let me say that Thanks. again. Whenever you raise a pistol, you need to be ready to kill. However, demonstrating your readiness to kill might prevent you from needing to kill somebody or being killed yourself. That is also a fact. <laughs> so having the commitment and the ability to carry out lethal threat and protection of your own person is a deterrent. You know what I'm saying? Or protection of your community. I want, I, want, I want to emphasize that. We got to protect our communities. Now, we got to protect our women. And I'm talking to the men right now. We got to protect our women and our babies and our little brothers. And sometimes our elders. Like, uh, like the, the day where they can kill us and get away with it and they go to trial, I don't think if they kill us, it should ever go to trial. Yeah, um, Jeremy, and said, new city, new city, no, no, new says this. If they kill us, they deserve to be killed. Fuck trial. I so, so, um, Jeremy said, um, you know, you attack with the same intent your enemy is giving you, and I would add to that because I have no idea what intent an enemy is ever giving me. So. When it, it when it comes time for me to attack, I am I am attacking. You know, I'm I have lethal intent because that's going to end the argument. That's going to end whatever the fuck it is, and that's certainly going to end the threat. So fuck that, and that's what we need to be looking at right now because that, that's just what the fuck it is right now. There's no way around it. Period. Point blank. You know. Um, so yeah, yeah. Shout out to yeah. for making making plain facts plain, but stating them clearly and openly. We appreciate and respect you for being saying yeah. woke. You know. Yeah, and our, our next award goes to my alumni, my fellow alum. We're gonna give it up for Nick Cannon. Yeah, he's got his degree from Howard University. H U. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Don't fuck what. Don't fuck around with Howard. Howard is a very, very strong academic school. Um, it's a solid HBCU. It is the HBCU that I applied to and was admitted to and was going to consider going to um, before I got into Harvard. But yeah, um, strong, strong academic in institution. Big ups to Nick Cannon for getting that degree. I fucking love it because he's already, what, a billionaire now or some shit? Like, <laughs> yeah. whatever the fuck, you know, he is paid. Like, he not getting a college degree for a job. You know what I'm saying? So. Um, shout out to shout out to Nick for showing our young people the importance of education by leading Definitely. by example. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and shout out to Nick for going to my personal alma mater. Like I I I I, I don't take that lightly. I went to Howard. I, I feel Howard pride. My motherfucking bison. And it's culture. 
It ain't just education. Even though the education is top notch. It's Puffy with it. It's Google with it. I with it, nigga. It's pride. It's culture. It is self-awareness. It is power to the people. It is civil rights. It's all that. And, and I'm, I'm just very happy to be able to include Nick Cannon amongst Puffy, Debbie Allen, myself. You know, you know, there's so many amazing alum. Hey, I put myself in it. I did, I did it. That's what I did. It, it, it just, it's great to know that so many great African-Americans, black people, went to motherfucking Howard. And Nick Cannon can be another one. Like mm-hmm. DJ Callis say, another one. So I'm just happy. Shout out to Nick Cannon, man. Do your thing, bro. I'm happy too, young. Moving on, man. Our final Nipsey Hustle or we had three of them this week, dude. So there was some there was some grinding and shining going on this past. Hell yeah. Hell um, yeah. <clears throat> Jeff Jeff Bezos um is is uh is expected to become the first trillionaire in world history. The first trillionaire. Apparently, COVID nineteen has been very, very good for Amazon. Amazon, <laughs> um, and you know, shout out to him. Like, fuck it, you know, this nigga is. But Jesus Christ, a trillionaire! God damn. Yeah, he, he definitely creeping up on it. I mean, um, and I was surprised to know that he would be the first trillionaire. I assume somebody else was. Um, I, obviously, I was wrong. But I think whenever you can be the first financially in that category, shout out to you, nigga. So shout out to Jeff Bezos. You know, when he got divorced, he had to give his wife all that money. We were like, wow, that's right. Right. Obviously, he's yeah. right on that bag. He's going to be all right. He's going to be all right. <laughs> that that Bama, I mean, you got to think about it like a trillion dollars is like the GDP of Texas, um, and which also has a GDP of more than. So Texas by itself has the GDP of more European countries, except for um Great Britain, France, and Germany, Texas by itself. Um, so for him to have the amount of bread that Texas kicks out in a year, like that's just, that's, that's fucking crazy. That nigga could buy a country if he wanted to. Buy and run a country on his money. That's fucking he could, buy a bar, he could buy a barber and get free haircuts and have him be COVID-19 free. <laughs> that nigga probably got a COVID-19 staff. <laughs> that nigga probably got 20 more fucking in two months. I've cut my own hair. I've tried. But I need a fucking haircut. I'm just too pussy to get it. Yeah, my my shit is looking a little crazy too right now. I need to go ahead and uh, and handle that, you know. Um, 
But I got Clippers in the house, so I just. Burr, burr, burr. Yeah, I got Clippers in the house, but I, you know, I don't go bald like you. Like, right? I, I, I like my hair. My hairline it looks good on my face. <laughs> my beard probably look dark and chocolate. Motherfucker, like damn, nigga, beard growing. Uh, anyway, what else we got, JB? Yeah, let's let's keep it moving, young. Transitioning on to Netflix and chill. And I mean, during COVID nineteen, obviously Netflix and video and all of that kind of shit. You know, home entertainment has become. <laughs> Jeremy, <you> said, <laughs> Jeremy said that they can look like Castaway. <laughs> <laughs> he said you look like you was on a desert island. <laughs> nigga, nigga, yeah. I feel like it. Shit. <laughs> oh, and right now, Kayla, uh, my goddaughter, is she's texting my all, all the family, and I'm not in a conversation. I want to jump in somebody like, hey, uh, but they, uh, I'm, I'm busy on the podcast, but um, I, I see it. So anyway. Back to uh, Netflix and chill, JB. Um, our kickbackers, and shout out to the kickbackers, have been trying to get me on one of these reality dating shows so that I can find my Mrs. Uh, new. Um, and one of them is Married at First Sight. Someone tagged me in a post that Married at First Sight is going to be filmed in Atlanta this season. And so I got it, and I was like, here they go. The goddamn kickbackers. I applied, JB. And I, and I signed to my boy Coffee. Like, fuck it. Let's just do it. Like, yeah. <laughs> so if they pick us, we will be on Love at First Sight. That should be married at first sight. Married at first sight. Well, so now let me get that down for y'all. So experts, psychologists, uh, there are two psychologists and one pastor, and they look at your profile, what you want, what you're looking for, and they try to match you up with the perfect pair, perfect match or whatever, and then um, you know, and then they put you together, and you get married. You meet the person on the date at the altar when you get married. Interesting. So they say, y'all, this is your match. You get dressed in your tuxedo. You walk down the aisle. And then when your bride comes out, you see them and meet them for the first time. Interesting. You're married. And then you go to, um, you kick it for like a week. You know, you go on a vacate, a uh, honeymoon okay. and kick it. And then you... uh. You live together. They put you in an apartment, set up together for a month. And it's like a 60-day period. And then at the end of that 60 days, you decide if you want to stay married or get divorced. Um, so I think I'm with it. I think I'm with it. So is that divorce shit like an annulment type of shit? Or are like you legit married and then you have to go through the whole divorce Thing. You're legit married, but I think if you do the I would rather be divorced is your choice. They, you know, you're divorced or it's annulled or whatever. But it is a legal binding marriage to begin with. 
Interesting. But it seems to be easier to get out of legally because of the nature of the show. Yes, and the so with this, I don't want to be married anymore. You're out of it. Is, is that a long process? Shmi! Shmi! What's up, Shmi? What up, what up, what up? Oh, fucker. Um, <laughs> they, um, I watched season nine in Charlotte, which I think, I think that there's one more, more recent season, but the only thing that's on Netflix is season nine. Okay. So I only watched for a season. Um, and I, I have, Jamie told you and Shmi and the five and everybody else that I'm close with about my theory of a movie. Now, I'm not going to give it away here because I'm still going to do the movie, but it's, it's it has elements of married at first sight. So, and that's in the movies based on a joke I've always made about how I would get engaged, how I would find my woman. So, since it's not that different from the TV show, I saw it and was like, hmm. I wasn't throwing her back and oh my god, they did it. But like, I could easily go to a woman and be like, I like you, you like me. Let's figure it out. Let's get engaged right now. Married in a year, and figure the shit out. I could do that. I would be willing to do that. So if I get picked for the show, I'm going on, Jamie. That's what's up. That's what's up. Um, well, you touched on a couple of things that I kind of want to hit on. Um, number one, you know how interesting kind of dating and social interactions are during COVID nineteen, which is why things like Netflix and media and watching TV and shit is a good look because it's a good way to still get close to people. Um, the other one though that you touched on, which is even more interesting to me is your movie idea and your concept of a movie idea. So I'm going to share with the kickbackers, one of my movie ideas. And this is okay. something that I thought through, you know, um, it's gonna be a big movie. So I need to get good and rich first. I'm working on that. But once I get good and rich, then I have 200 to so million dollars to make this movie. That's what I think will truly give it the proper justice. So Shmi, um, I know you're watching, pay attention because here's my pitch, 200 million. That's all we need. It'll take you like, I don't know what, 20 minutes to make that, you know, with residuals and everything. So here it goes. Um, so, <clears throat> I want like the movie to be about the five of us, like our crew, the five. But the we're five. all like, like each each one of the each one of the characters is kind of like almost like a archetypal character because I'm the geek in the five. But in this show, I'm not just like my normal geek self. I'm like a like a real like a big time geek. I fucking invent time travel, <laughs> you know, and I come up with a way for us to go back and change history by changing seminal events. But there are only five of us and we're the five baddest motherfuckers on the planet and we all trust each other. So we're thinking we can come up with five seminal events in history that we can change to change how black people have been affected in history worldwide. So we pick five different events and based on our skill set, we pick who goes and changes each one of those events. So the story is like an out, uh, like an ensemble, but parallel story combo, action, adventure, science fiction, 
ridiculous effects and you know, yeah, but that's my movie idea. <laughs> Nigga, that could be a sequel. They could be five parts. Each movie is you know represents a different part. Yeah, there's that too. You know, pitch it really could. It could be a series. Picture pitching the contract to, to uh motherfucking Warner Brothers, we would actually probably pitch it as five movies because that's five times the bread. <laughs> Facts. Facts. All right, Shmi, you heard it. You heard it. I've already got the concept. We just need a good script writer and you know some of the people you know. So yeah, let's make that happen. Um <laughs> And um, me and JB actually talked about this, and I have a few movies I'm not gonna take y'all shit about because I'm a doom and they're not two hundred million dollar budgets. But I just don't want y'all stealing my shit. However, I created a movie for the sake of the podcast. Um, and in my movie, wait a minute, look, how do I want to frame this? The, 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 you know, the, the, the drink got to my mind. Let me think <laughs> You've been drinking. You've been, yeah, been drinking. <laughs> it was, um... Damn. That's the second time tonight I done totally lost my thought. Oh, okay. Got it. Got it. Got it. So, it's, this is a movie about different dimensions, different worlds. And in this one particular world, um, that you could become ruler of that world or god of that world. But um, only certain people live for certain periods of time. So you could live for 150 years if you're of this one particular species or, you know, I won't say species because that limits it, but of that, this one particular denomination, like certain people in every species were considered elders and they would live to be like 150 years old. And everybody else would have a normal lifespan of 80, 70, 90 years. So you had to be one of those people that could live for 100 plus years in order to be considered a ruler. Now, there were several planets, but there was one planet we call it Berthia, because that's a planet that birthed everybody. It's the origin planet. And the laws came from that planet. So if you were of this special tribe, you know, not tribe, but of these special people within all of these different tribes that could live to 150 years, you could be one of those people that led the world. You could be God of the universe. And when you're God of the universe, because everybody else only lives to 60, 70, 80 years, you're basically doubling their lifespan. But you get to rule according to your rules only. Meaning you can come in and change everything. The rule could be, if you're at 20, you get married and you get a job and that's what it is. You can come and say, we're doing that at 10. Or you can come and say, we're doing that at 40. Like, whatever you decide. And it would be law for pretty much two generations. So it was, you know, very, you got to be very careful about who you select. Because that's the law for two generations. That's, you know, almost 200 years of that rule. And the world ebbs and flows based on who gets in, and it doesn't affect four years like an election. It affects, you know, a hundred or hundreds of years. And then the orange people got their guy elected who was nothing but an orange 45. And he had ruled for 150 years. 
And in his room, we experienced hunger, starvation, disease that was passed through breathing, um, uh, unemployment. Sounding kind of familiar. <laughs> Sounds kind of familiar. But it lasted 200 years. And now we had to bring somebody in that could fix it. Because we're on the brink of ending life. Like we're at that point, the sun is is not working functionally. There are UFOs. Men are fucking dead women's bodies. Sounds allegorical. And then the protagonist steps in. And he's not going to beat you over the head with the, you know, a biblical message or being a goody two shoes. And he's not as trifling as the current leader. He's in the middle. He's like a, a righteous ratchet. And he saves the day. <laughs> so that, that's my movie, JB. That sounded more like a that sounded more like an acid trip than a movie, but I'm okay with it. Uh, right, right, right. Speaking of acid trips, um, continuing along the lines of Netflix and Chill Young, um, I found a show on Netflix called Psychedelic Stories, and it's basically I saw that. I didn't watch no, it, but I saw I watched that. the whole fucking thing. It was dope as shit. Like it's all these move, it's all these movie stars and famous people. Carrie Fisher, Sting, you know, Sarah Silverman, Ben Stiller. It was actually produced by Ben Stiller. A shitload of people talking about how they were tripping on acid and how crazy that shit was. And it was fair. Like, like they were like, you know, this shit is, you know, they're not, they're, they weren't like, oh yeah, it's weed, it's good for everybody, and everybody should do it. And now nah, most most of the motherfuckers were like, use cautiously. You gotta relax. <laughs> use cautiously, but you know, if you if you do get a chance to use that shit the right way. That shit might change your life forever. And I got to thinking about that shit and thinking about the time I was taking Valerone and not, I'm sorry, not Valerone. What was the other one? Fuck, I forgot the name of it. Kickbackers, if y'all if y'all know the name for the other malarial drug that isn't Valerone, then put that in the comments. But whatever that was, when I went to Africa and I had to take that shit for like two weeks before I went to Africa, and then the whole fucking time while I was in Ghana and the doctor, when he handed me the prescription and when your doctor like looks you in the fucking eye and stop smiling, you know, that's a motherfucking serious conversation. That nigga was like, all right, so just be clear. This drug has been statistically shown to cause hallucinations. And I was like, I'm about to go to the jungle in Africa, nigga, and you telling me I'm gonna be seeing shit? <laughs> like, right. 
<laughs> and he was like, it doesn't happen very often. And most of the time it happens in your dreams. And I was like, oh, okay, okay. I was like, you should have led with that, nigga. <laughs> like, right. you led with, you might you hallucinate. I was like, nigga, then I'm not going to Africa. <laughs> like, fuck you mean? Anyway, whatever. The Africa trip was great. No hallucinations. But when I got back, I went to Australia. I caught a cold in Australia. So I started taking codeine pills. But the malar but the other drug was still in my system. <laughs> Young. I had some of the craziest dreams I've ever had in my life. Like I mean, the like, the like. I've never seen colors like that in my life. I it, it I can't even describe it. You know how you see like like the Mac and Devin movie with like all of the swirling patterns and little shit jumping over here, like all of that shit, nigga, all of that shit in a dream. I was like, yo. I woke up and tried to write down what I saw. It was that profound. I woke up and tried to write down what I saw. And here's the crazy part, kickbackers. I looked down at the page, having thinking, think, thought that I had written down like two paragraphs about what happened, and it was total gibberish. It was just, it wasn't even like words. It was like, like just scribbles on a page. Damn, that's some good shit. <laughs> so then they start, then they start talking about acid, and they're not talking about this shit happening in dreams. They're talking about this shit happening in real life. ASAP <laughs> yeah. Rocky said, and I'll give you this one spoiler. ASAP Rocky said, "I swear for God, a rainbow shot out of my dick one time." <laughs> The hell? <laughs> he said he fucked a girl on acid. <laughs> and <on> rainbows. I might have to investigate. Yeah, I might need to take a look. What's going on here? This sounds interesting. He, but, uh, he said, uh, I don't like rainbows. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. So next we got, uh, what we got next? Well, I mean, we want to talk about um, uh, the Scarface reboot for next. Oh, next yeah. Um, they're allegedly remaking Scarface with Michael B. Jordan. Um, I don't know if it's going to be an exact adaptation or if it's going to be, you know, years later or what. But um, it's tough when you tackle a classic. Yeah, I'm optimistic though. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm gonna say that I'm just optimistic. He's not gonna have the Tony Montana accent. He's not. But but what is he gonna have? What is he gonna bring to that role right. to make it stand out? But um, I'll be optimistic, I guess. I'm optimistic too. I, I mean, Michael B. Jordan is a hell of an actor. Um, number one, he's an action star. Number two, um, so I imagine it's going to be uh, more violent 
and more dynamic and exciting. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, and, you know, I, I would imagine they would take it to the hood. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, me too, me too. So I you know, like that. Um, I've been watching The Office on Netflix. I am watching it like sparingly, like if I want to just cut something on and something just be on TV. And The Office is funny as shit, dog. Like Will Curl, I didn't watch it. I didn't even know Will Curl was Steve in it. Carroll, Steve Carroll. Yeah, Steve Carroll. I didn't even know he was in it. I just kept hearing about it and never watched it. To actually watch it and see this show, I'm just like, dog. <laughs> like, this is some gear high funny shit. And I would have never thought to watch it. You know what I'm saying? But that's the office is legit. And most of you have seen it, kick it back, kick kick backers, kick backers. But I'm late to it, and I like it. I'm laughing, JB. <laughs> he been drinking. He been he drinking. Been drinking. <laughs> I'm sitting over here fucked up myself. It's all good. It's all good. Yeah, I see you eating. Yeah, well, cause I'm drunk, so I got hungry, so I got crap. <laughs> <laughs> you do you do most of the talking during the show anyway nigga so it's all good <laughs> anyway <laughs> um did you want to move on to eargasm or was there another netflix show um the last dance the last episode is tonight if you're watching this live if you're not watching it live, then the last two episodes were last night. Um, it was a, uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, uh, binge, a marathon of all the episodes today, which is actually on in my background. Um, so at nine, by nine o'clock, I would have watched probably episodes seven and eight and um, watched nine and 10 tonight. Looking forward to it. Um, I've been deeply, you know, engaged in this. Because um, Jordan, the Jordan complex, as I call it, um, that's the reason that I have love for Jordan. Other than he played for my Wizards, I was not a Bulls fan. Me neither. But I respect the mentality. Yeah, I mean, and yeah, yeah, yeah. That that sounds interesting. That sounds like a that sounds like a good show. Um, Jeremy commented and said, "It's dope. He's finishing that John now." So. <laughs> So okay. got another fan out there. <laughs> well, what, what is he finishing? The the show you just mentioned, the comment j literally just popped up. The okay, show, you, yeah, 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 like yeah. Like a Jordan show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, well, no, no. He mentioned like Wolf of Wall Street type of shit. So I think it was the one. I don't. I honestly don't remember because I'm drunk too. But whatever you said before. <laughs> he been drinking. Yeah. Yeah, I, right. yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah. Okay, so, um, it Future drops a new album. It went gold in 30 minutes. Um, there's songs I like on it, there's songs I don't like on it. It's shit I want to hear, shit I don't want to hear. That's my relationship with Future. He got one or two, three, four songs on an album that I know can get the girls going, and maybe one or two to get me going, and that's that. Um, Will Smith did a remix to Jordan Lucas's tribute song, Will, 
And Big Willie got busy a little bit. He, he didn't sound like he was in his 50s. He sounded nah, like he might be in his 40s or something. Yeah, he reminded motherfuckers that he could still flow. And I mean, Will, when he was a rapper, like he got on kind of that bubblegum shit a little bit, but he was a legit MC. Like he had bars, like for real. Like, don't be dumb. Most of the one, most of the, by the way, guys, just in case you missed it, most of the rappers who actually transition into Hollywood and into other venues, they have bars because they're intelligent and creative. You know, they're generally like bad motherfuckers. So, you know, just keep that in mind. You know, don't be surprised when it happens because it fucking makes sense. You know what I'm saying? You know, a Hollywood rapper nigga, that doesn't make him a less legit, you know, hip hop nigga. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> be clear. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Chris Prince just wasn't a gangster, and oh. he, he didn't have to be. No, but see, you don't need to be. I bet Will Smith will beat your ass. Will Smith is in shape. Niggas keep faking on Will. Will will fuck you up. Well, I mean, but that's a that's a perfect point, though, uh, New. Like, you don't have to be a gangster nigga to be one of the greats. You know what I'm saying? LO Cool J was not a gangster nigga at all <laughs> like um, I, wouldn't go that, I wouldn't go that hard well no not in it not in hip-hop though not in not in not in hip-hop though how was he gangster in hip-hop he wasn't talking Wait, about in hip-hop what do, you, what do you mean he wasn't talking about murdering motherfuckers and selling drugs in the trap or none of that none of that type of shit he was those were his singles okay it, it, it was it was mild, but he talked about street shit. LL was with all the street niggas, like in real life. He just didn't rap about that shit. That's all I'm saying, dude. That's all I'm saying. That much. That much. That's, yeah. Yeah. That's like, all. I'm saying. I'm saying something different. I'm saying that just because you talk about street shit don't make you street, mm. and just because you talk about pop shit don't make you pop. I'm arguing a different point. Okay. What I'm saying is, LL was in the hood with the real, real hood niggas. He just ain't rapping about it that much. So when niggas are LL pop, it's like LL beat your fucking ass. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I, I get, yeah, I get. That's, that's the distinction I'm making. Yeah, but I, I, I was solely stick like talking about the music. I wasn't talking about their lifestyles or life. Or any of that, because honestly, I don't know where LL hung out. I don't know where Wilson. I don't know where. Like, I knew one grew up in Philly and the other grew up in New York. That's all I know. Like, that's literally all yeah, I know. Yeah. So I can't even. Hey, right, and, and that's and that's why I brought that in. Yeah. Okay. Add some gravity to it. Like, let, let, let me let me throw some some shit out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like MC MC Hammer, fuck you up. <laughs> all they do was let's get it started and all that dancing. Hammer beat your motherfucking ass. Oh yeah, Hammer, ass yeah. Ass. Hammer was not a motherfucking joke at all. At all. <laughs> several stories of Hammer running up on niggas, running up on Red Man. Like, what you say? Like, Hammer beat your ass. Um, Jeremy said he always saw Elio as a cook on Deep Blue Sea. <laughs> <laughs> 
if I'm not mistaken, he's like the first black person in a horror movie to make it to the end. He was. he was. He was. What the fuck was that movie? Oh, shit. Deep Blue Sea. It was Deep Blue Sea. Yes, yes. Oh, my God. He was in uh, one of the Halloweens, too. I don't know which one, but he was in one of the jokes. That's the one. That's uh, the, no, but Buster Rhymes was in a Halloween joke, too. Yeah. And they talking about Buster Rhymes to battle on Versus. So we'll see. We'll see. That's fine. That'll be fine. Yeah. No, it was Snoop and Buster Rhymes, I think. No, it was Snoop and L.L., I thought. Now, I think we said Snoop and L.L. Oh, okay. Okay. And, uh, I think Snoop said him and Buster Rhymes. Mm. I think. I don't remember. We'll find out next week or two. We're doing our live. Um, you can always follow us on um, uh, on our Zoom. We'll post the link. We're doing a battle Friday at 9 p.m. So no worries. We're coming back. Friday at 9, the link will be available. Check that um, out. I think that's our uh, It Guys Go segment. Be mindful that you can always download a partner and kick back playlists on Tidal, Spotify, or Apple Music. And we update it every Friday with new music. So it's three hours long. And you can enjoy yeah. it. It's it's got a bunch of chill shit on it. I call it convertible music. You know what I'm saying? Like really, really nice, smooth. I I wouldn't necessarily. I mean, yes, it's R and B, but you know, it's kind of it's still nice though. You know, it's just nice, kind of like loud. I call it convertible music. You know, I, know I call it Corona music. <laughs> I hear that. I hear it's that. Some chill shit. They got you know your peaks and valleys. You gonna turn up a little bit, but for the most part, you gonna be just on your uh, in the house music, in the parties, unless you one of these dumb niggas throwing these Corona parties and killing everybody. But for the most part, we chilling by ourselves with one or two other people. How lit does it have to get? It's good music. It's good chill shit. There it is. R&B. There it is. There it is, man. There it is. Well, that's all the topics, new. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm wrong. Sports. Sports. Whew, I almost forgot. We gotta talk okay. about we gotta talk about the documentary that came out. <laughs> we well, we did talk about the PT County. We talked about that we, at the top of the show. We did? Okay, yeah. something in the water. That was what we had for sports. Yeah, so. we talked about that. Um, we know the last dance documentary with Michael Jordan. Um, the last two episodes aired tonight. It should be interesting. I had seen all eight episodes the first week. So I am going to rewatch it on ESPN tonight. So by the time episodes nine and ten come on, I'm a little hipper. Um, I probably watch it with somebody. They may, may, maybe give me a little virtual date or something. Um, it's on now. I'm literally like literally looking at it. Like literally. That's like episode five or six or something. So we'll do seven and eight, and then I'll watch nine and ten live. Um I want to thank y'all for tuning in and supporting. We've been on the charts heavy the last week or so. Um, which means y'all are watching, y'all are thank listening. You thank, thank you for that. Um, we hope we're bringing you something you need during this quarantine time. We try to talk about politics, pop culture, music, sex, and sports every episode. Right. I think this is probably our most sports-heavy episode. But y'all give us that because we don't talk about sports that much. Thank you. you. Gotta let us have that. Thank you. When we get excited about sports. Let us have it. Thank you. 
Thank you. There it is. There it is. Good night and God bless everybody. Happy Monday. We'll see y'all drive time tomorrow morning, man. <laughs> yeah, be safe. Stay your asses at fucking home unless you gotta go to work. Don't be out here in the streets. And um, if you are, do do the proper things. I'll, really quick, vitamin C, thousand milligrams, vitamin D three. Um, you know whatever medication you're currently taking, take it. Um, soups, teas, um, even if you, if you ain't got oodles or noodles, watch out for the maturins because they have they had a COVID outbreak. I've been eating those oodles and noodles. So I'm like, I've been eating oodles and noodles when they had the outbreak. But uh, I think I'm straight. I think I'm straight. Um, I know people that have gone through COVID with no symptoms and came out of it and are very back to normal. I know people that are recovering. I know people who have recovered, even though they had strong symptoms. I want to continue to pray for y'all and give y'all love and support and energy as you go through it. And uh, I hope that the rest of us never have to go through it. And we are safe and, and taking every precaution. And um, don't confuse the allergy for COVID. And um, I love you. Like, I love you. Me and JB love y'all. And we just hope y'all safe, man. Uno, we out.